Hello, everybody, on the future primitive wavelength. Uh, that's futureprimitive.org. We are here today with Elaine Seiler, who has been a member of the Marian Institute Board for a long time and a contributor to the Marian Institute. Uh, Elaine became conscious of the potential for a more sustainable and life-supporting world in her early adult life. She started her professional life as a social worker in a foster care agency. She worked at the community level on integrated housing and educational project, projects in Westport, Connecticut in the early 70s. She has also taught English in a Japanese junior high school and has traveled ab abroad extensively. Elaine spent 10 years associated with and working at a holistic and spiritual center in Massachusetts, which helped to form uh, her vision for a better world. She initiated and directed the Foundation for the Advancement of World Peace for 10 years. After one year stint as a research assistant to Margaret Mead, she launched a consulting agency for married women with children returning to the workforce. This enterprise led her to a 20-year focus on career counseling, life planning, and energetic transformation. There is a lot here on your biography on your site. Would you be kind and just restate your, uh, the address of your website? Certainly. It's Regenesis, R-E-G-E-N-E-S-I-S, dot com, dot A-U. Excellent. Thank you very much, Elaine. What I'm going to ask you to open up our lovely time together is um, perhaps speak about the project that you have been involved with in your life that you are the most passionate about and that have shaped you as a human being in your life work? Oh, interesting question. Um, I would have to say that probably the project that I'm working on now, which is Regenesis, is probably the most powerful and uh, important project in my life and the one that is currently shaping me the most. Um, other projects, um, the time I spent associated with the Holistic uh, Health Center was certainly very powerful and transformative for me and um, it's upon that and the life planning career counseling work that I did that also has given me the background and foundation and the skills to do what I'm doing today. But right now, I would probably have to identify the Regenesis Project as the most powerful one. So if uh, you were to give a, uh, a job description for yourself, what would you say? Uh, a job description. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, number one, I hold um, an energy field uh, for whatever, um, for the job that I'm doing. That means I hold the space and the vision 
um, for the highest manifestation of my goals to manifest or for this job, in this instance, the Regenesis concept to manifest. And in addition to holding that field, I um, catalyze and facilitate the um, the staff and our consultants and all those who work with us to um, to hold a positive attitude and a positive intention about everything that we are attempting to achieve. Um, I work so. Uh, in addition, I I manage and administer the 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 unfolding of the operation of the project. Um, there is a managing director who plays a very important day-to-day role on on managing all the details and all the myriad aspects of what we do. But in addition to that, I'm still in a very hands-on managerial administrative role. Um, so I work with the staff. I work with the um, the strategies and the vision and the concept. Um, um, Oh, job description. Let's see. It encompasses everything from uh, writing presentation materials, which I've been doing this week, to um, reviewing and overseeing and working on budget. Um, uh, and it um, most importantly uh, focuses on holding the vision and um, making sure that that vision unfolds in a three-dimensional, physical, manifested way. Well, I'm glad you you, um, you came to this point. Uh, I want to make it live for our uh, listeners. Uh, you are, well, well, I'm speaking to you from Spain, and you are in Australia. Uh, That's correct. Could you... Could you describe, could you speak about where you are and then um, maybe go into telling us what exactly the project is? Certainly. I'm, I'm, in, um, I'm in Byron Bay, which is New South, South Wales, Australia. We're along the coast. We're two and a half hours south of um, Brisbane and ten hours driving time this is north of Sydney along the coast very very beautiful area of Australia known for its beaches and it's kind of a surfer's heaven now that is not what drew me here however I do uh, appreciate the beauty of the beaches um, this is an area that uh, how shall I describe it's a very very complex and interesting combination of elements that that comprises Byron Bay as an area. On the one hand, it's very, very alternative and um, very progressive, and on the other, it's very conservative and very entrenched in in a kind of um, non-change attitude towards reality. And so we find ourselves right at the mix of that juncture, which I think represents a microcosm of the world. And so you have the most forward-moving and the most entrenched at the same time, and we are, in fact, butting our heads against that very juxtaposition. Um, We and I do believe that change is inevitable, and if we can mold that change and 
uh, go for the very best that's possible, um, then we can really achieve something good. On the other hand, if we sit back and just let change happen and roll over us, then we don't have control of our environment in any way that um, is meaningful and creates a positive outcome. Um, but there's something very powerful about this area that uh, drew me here. I didn't plan to be here, but it, it definitely drew me here, and that is um, a kind of a, an open threshold or portal for change in a in a very dynamic way, uh, perhaps more so than other areas. I'm not sure if it's the, the, the land base here in in Australia, which is very ancient, or if it's just the mix of, of individuals and people, but there is something very powerful here uh, that catalyzes change in a rather unique way. What what exactly um, do you um, do you do? What exactly is your project? Okay, uh, in 2001, I started a company called Regenesis Enterprises, and Regenesis Enterprises is as the word uh, reflects, it is <clears throat> an attempt at new beginnings. And our new beginnings, our effort at transformation is, is land-based. Uh, that means that we work with all kinds of land-based, um, innovative, transformative, sustainable initiatives. Our goal is to be... Um, ethically, ecologically, and economically sustainable. So we, we have a triple bottom line as our goal. And we work with all kinds of new land-based systems. So that means, so we have a farm, it's a 130-acre farm, um, which is way more than a farm. It's what I call a living laboratory as opposed to just a farm. And so a lot of our work is research and development. And we do, we, we trial and refine and develop systems that are land-based to create sustainable agriculture. So we have a short-term market garden, which means that we grow all kinds of very beautiful organic vegetables with a six or eight week turnover, which we supply to the local community. And the goal there is to have local food for local people without um, huge amounts of time, money, energy, and fossil fuel to take produce from one area of the continent or country to another. This is all local for local. Um, we have uh, a mixed fruit orchard, uh, which is a slightly longer-term process. Then we have bamboo, and we have a citrus orchard, which is is a little longer out in terms of producing its outcome, so it takes five or six years to produce a, a lemon or citrus crop. We have a eucalypt and cabinet timber orchard, which takes 25 years to produce its harvest. And um, what have I forgotten here? seems there's something else in the middle that I can't seem to recall at the moment. Oh, yes, we one of our major projects is a biorecycling project. Um, now, what does that mean? It means we go into the community to the local restaurants and greengrocers. We pick up their food waste, bring it back to the farm, and run it through a very elaborate composting process or operation, and turn that waste 
into resource, the resource being a very biologically rich compost or humus, what they call humus. And we use that live soil or humus on our market garden. And then we also have a soil company, and that Regenesis Soil Company also, in the same process, using organic waste product, turns that organic, what once was considered waste, into resource or biologically rich, meaning full of microorganisms, which is when when soil is healthy, it's full of, of microorganisms. And we then sell that back commercially to the local community. So that's some of the projects that we have. Yes, yes. So um, you you live there and you participate in implementing all of these uh, all of these uh, systems. That's correct. I don't live on the farm. The farm doesn't have any residential sites, um, but I do live in the community. But I only live here half the year. Um, excuse me. I come here for two or three months at a time. I go back to the United States where my children and grandchildren live, and I stay there two or three months, and then I come back to Australia for two or three months. So I'm I'm constantly going back and forth across the ocean. It's a rather long and arduous commute, but it's worth it um, for the... Uh, for the work that we do and for the satisfaction of, of what we're doing here. Now, Elaine, are the, the residents of uh, Byron Bay, um, those restaurants that you spoke about and those people who can, uh, can grow themselves through eating your healthy vegetables, um, are, they, um, are they happy that you are doing this? Do they, do they collaborate with you? Um, Absolutely. Um, there's huge support for the biorecycling project um, and um, quite a significant interest in um, in the process of removing um, an enormous amount of waste from the landfill sites. Um, so in that sense, they're very the community is very supportive. Um, there, there are some challenges in that, in that, um, it's very challenging for a private company to attempt to do this kind of process. Um, local garbage companies, um, receive, um, a subsidy from the government, but we're not a garbage company. We're a recycling company, and so we're, we don't receive a subsidy. We get paid by the local, uh, restaurants and shops. Uh, for picking up the waste but on a bin-by-bin bin basis. Um, and we then take it back to the farm and do the, the composting process. The, the challenge is that a local garbage company that picks up that bin, their work, the, when their work stops, that's where our work starts. So it is a challenging thing financially to have that extra work that you have to do after you pick up a bin and then you take it back to your site to compost it. So there, there is a gap between what we can economically charge our customers or what we call our green partners because we see them as partners, not customers. We can only charge them the going rate for each of those bins that are picked up. And unfortunately, that is um, uh, a challenge financially to make this a, a profitable venture. However, 
Um, we are in the process right now of negotiating with two uh, local communities, one a local township and the other a, a quite a significant large city in our area, to replicate this process on their landfill sites. So that means that that entire city or that town would be able to have all their organic food waste processed through the process that we've developed on the farm. And doing it in this way in a joint venture situation with a, a local town or a local city means that this process then becomes financially viable for us and it actually means an enormous financial saving for them because the amount of money that they were spending on uh, putting this waste into their landfill situations and then buying soil to use for their landscaping process, in the long term they're actually going to save money by working with us on this project. Wow, this is very, very amazing. It's quite exciting. We are, we are very, very thrilled that this is moving forward in this way. Well, Elaine, this is exactly what we want to speak about, what, uh, what we're about at Future Primitive. Uh, we want to broadcast ideas and projects and, and people's lives that are doing things that are tangible so that um, this beautiful planet can survive for our children, our grandchildren, and the next seven generations at least, or more. So, can, for instance, uh, if another country would like to consult with you how to do this, or other areas, what, what is, um, is that possible, and uh, do you do that? Absolutely. Um, if other countries or um, communities anywhere, really, anywhere in the world are interested in um, joint venturing with us or picking up an idea and doing a franchise or a license uh, or if they merely want us to come and consult with them so that they can um, move forward with a similar project, yes, we're available for all of those options and are actually very eager to do that. One of the things that we've developed is a what we call a straw bale system of farming, which is um, another really innovative and, and quite exciting concept because it, it enables a community where the soil is extremely depleted to um, garden in a very productive and easy manner. Essentially, the garden, instead of being um, growing the vegetables directly into the soil as it exists at that moment in time, what we do is plant the vegetables, the seedlings, on straw bales that are tapped with a very rich humus mix um, or biologically rich soil. And these vegetables then grow very well and easily with very little weed and very little um, additional nutrient needed. Um, and those, what happens over a period of time is that the straw bales break down and ultimately leave a layer of two or three inches of very rich soil. So you can start with an area that is a very depleted soil base 
and actually through using this garden in which you reap the rewards of having a rich harvest initially, ultimately as those hay bales break down, you actually rebuild the soil base and ultimately you can then grow in the newly recovered or increased soil base that's un- what was underneath the, the original um, uh Bales that, that we grew on. Is that clear? I, I, I'm not sure I explained it properly. Yes, the 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 way I understand it is uh, the straw breaks down and creates soil. Correct. That's exactly that. That's right. Yes. Yes. And so you could you, you could grow this garden um, on a, a bitumen or concrete block. You could actually grow on these straw bales in that fashion, or you could grow in an area that was very sandy or clay-based or very nutrient-deprived. Um, very, in many, in a sense, the, the land that I own, uh, the farm, the Regenesis farm, was actually depleted pasture land, and a, a lot of the soil on that uh, on that farm is is in fact very depleted, and so we use this. We are in the process of using this system as the base of our garden uh, matrix and building up the soil on the farm as we do that. Very, very interesting. I um, I see a um, a paragraph here uh, where it says that philanthropic contributions will always be a part of your life. Uh, it says that your focus is planetary transformation. Business with a transformative goal and a triple ecological, economic, and ethical bottom line is one of the several vehicles you use. Could you tell me how... Well, I should say that I... The way I grew up, I didn't grow up, grow up um, in with a systemic way of thinking. Um, I was I was taught that everything was not connected, and uh, so and everything was totally sporadic and not connected. And obviously, you've come to a vision that uh, that sees things as fluidly interconnected. How did that transformation happen for you? Hmm. Interesting question, Joanna. Um, I do, in fact, believe that everything is connected. Um, and to be extremely honest, I'm not quite sure how I got to that point because, like you, I did not grow up with that as part of my background. Um, my trans, my personal transformation took place over. A, a period of years in which, um, well, maybe I would start here. The I spent the summer of my between my junior and senior year of college um, in Japan um, as a student, ex, uh, a foreign exchange student. I then stayed on for an additional six months teaching English in a Japanese junior high school. I think that that was probably a very powerful. Um, part of my evolution um, in the sense that I experienced another a culture which was extremely different from my own but the bottom line was we were all people all human beings all striving for the same goals in our lives ultimately 
peace, harmony, love, good family relations, etc. And um, I think that that was quite instrumental for me. Um, and then the years at the Holistic Health Institute where um, where I both trained in all the alternative healing techno- techniques um, as well as ultimately became part of the staff and taught a, a, a course called Future Options, which that at this center there was um, uh, a, healers, a residential healers training program. And it was a two-year program for people to become so-called healers or practitioners of healing. And I came in about three-quarters of the way through the program to assist people to to figure out really how they were going to move from point A to point C, meaning they came from whatever traditional background that they did, whether they were nurses or teachers or housewives or um, doctors really made no difference. But whatever, wherever they started, they had been personally transformed dramatically during the course of, of their training process. And we assisted them through this workshop in in understanding what they personally could and wanted to do with the new information that they had learned so that they could actualize themselves um, in the world with this new information. Um, And I think that that process of working with people and seeing how that transformation process works again was a, a an instrumental and important step for me um, as I helped other people it moved me along in my own internal process and it was during that time that I opened spiritually um, and also opened ener- to what I call energetics or opened energetically and it totally transformed my way of relating in the world and to the world, I had grown up in a um, not a, a very uh, religious or spiritual family, um, and my belief in spirit was uh, well. My my religious beliefs were more cultural than spiritual, and during these years, I I really claimed my own spiritual belief in. In, in the sense that there, that I did believe that there was a higher power, there was something much bigger than I, and I began to relate to that and to bring that into my life as a, as a directional or a, a dynamic inspirational force. And I do live my life today in, in conscious interaction with that spiritual power and there's very little I do in my life without going internally to ask is that the appropriate thing for me to do is that what my path is am I to do this or that am I to um, is this the appropriate um, gesture the appropriate act the appropriate unfoldment for me as a soul because I do believe that as a soul I have a path and a purpose here. And part of that path is in fact the unfolding of Regenesis, which is the project in Australia. And it's way bigger than just being a farmer 
or a garbage person. Okay. It's bigger than manufacturing soil and producing food. It's about transformation at a very deep level. Um, transformation actually down into the soil that we are working on on the farm at Regenesis, transformation of the entire staff that that I work with, all the people that we come in contact with, the way we interact with the community, um, transformation of myself as I unfold as a manager, administrator, director of this enterprise. Um, all of that is is involved and intricately um, related to this to this process. Beautiful. Really beautiful. Um, would you like to talk a little bit because it's very rare that uh, that this would be possible, would you be willing to talk a little bit about your work with the Marion Institute, Elaine? Uh, certainly. Um, I have been a board member for a number of years, m- many years, um, and the uh, my participation in the early days when it was Marion Institute at that time was called the Hunch Bunch because the group of individuals got together and they had a hunch. And the hunch was that there was really more to life than just this physical plane that we were seeing around us. And so they began to explore all kinds of leading-edge ideas. And... um out of that original hunch bunch grew a very powerful and dynamic foundation now called the Marion Institute with some very special and meaningful and very powerful projects that they sponsor around the globe. Um, they're, folk, they're in Marion, Massachusetts, but they're not focused solely on, on Massachusetts, uh, and they, you know, they sponsor a very uh, amazing and um, powerful uh, medical clinic called the bio- a biological medical clinic in in Switzerland called Paracelsus. They have sponsored Wangari Mathai's work in Africa with the planting of many many thousands of trees um, and a number of other extraordinarily exciting and wonderful projects. Um, and they, uh, I, I hope that I've um, been instrumental in in what's unfolded for them, and they've certainly been instrumental in in my unfolding as well. Unfortunately, as my work with Regenesis and in Australia has increased, I've had less and less time available to participate in what they're doing in Massachusetts because, as I said, I spend six months out of the year here in Australia. Um, However, I am still a board member, still very committed, and actually at this moment one of the new projects that's happening with the Marion Institute is a a farm project in Massachusetts um, called uh, Round the Bend. And that, that project is just beginning and I'm hopeful that uh, we will, that we being Regenesis will be in strategic alliance with that project as we're both doing very, very similar things, trying to 
create a new way of, of creating food and making that abundant and available for local communities. A new way to, uh, a more sensible way perhaps to live our relationship with our habitat. Exactly. As, as stewards of the land, not as users of the land. Yes, thank you. The Marion Institute uh, now uh, sponsors a conference called Bioneers by the Bay, Connecting for Change. And this will be the second year that they are staging and sponsoring this conference. This will be at uh, the end of October, at the same time as the Bioneers Conference in uh, in Marin, in California. That's correct. Will you be there? I will. I will indeed. I I attended the Bioneers by the Bay last year, and I will be there again. Um, it's a, a very very wonderful special conference. The original Bioneers in California started um, a kind of a wave of leading edge, um, the very leading edge of thinking in many, many sectors. And um, last year, what the, Meth- the Marion Foundation did their first satellite link-up with the California-based Bioneers Conference, and it was spectacular and very exciting and very, very well-received. I um, invite anyone out there listening who is in any way interested in being inspired and learning a great deal about what's going on out there in the world to please join us. Yes. And also, anyone who would like to talk with you, find out more, or participate in the Regenesis project, can could meet with you um, at that time. In Absolutely, I would be happy to meet with anyone who would like to talk further. Um, I would be happy. Please feel free to check out our website, which is www.regenesis.com.au. And anyone who has any questions can feel free to. Uh, send an email to info at regenesis.com.au. Um, and at the Bioneers Conference, I'm also hopeful that we've just completed a seven-minute um, DVD that shows and describes the work we're doing in Australia, and I'm hopeful that we'll show that at Bioneers, so maybe uh, you'll get a chance to, to see some pictures of what we're doing down there at the same time. Excellent. Elaine? Uh, to bring this around, um, I'm moved in my heart to ask you, what is the place of tenderness in your heart? Place of tenderness? Um, interesting question, Joanne. I have to sit with that a moment. Yes. What does tenderness mean to you? Mm soft spot, compassion, caring, concern, openness, uh, gentleness, loving, um, 
one human being touching another, mm. seeing and being seen, mm. all of that. Mm. And this tenderness that you are developing with the land, say a few words about that aspect of tenderness. I think that um, the place of tenderness that you asked about, Joanna, is the... Yes, it does relate to the land, absolutely, because the land holds and and nurtures and and basically is the foundation and the base for everything that we do. Well, what it, what what strikes me in trying to answer your question is that the place of tenderness for me is witnessing um, an increase in consciousness, a witnessing a waking up witnessing a uh, a new level of awareness in in people that I work with in people around me even as I see people across the globe that there does in fact despite the the horror despite the news despite the 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 negativity that is in the media all the time I also see at the same time this kind of, this place of tenderness, this, this awakening and caring spirit that really is there underneath at, at the core of each human being. And I do see those changes, that kind of awakening, and that touches me, that moves me, that inspires me to keep going, that gives me hope to keep moving forward and to keep putting out the energy and the effort to make change and to um, to to be a part of that transformative process. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elaine. And I certainly feel this in this conversation that we've been having. And just want to ask you if there's anything you would like to add. Um, I think that I feel quite complete. I, I invite all our, all your listeners to, to join us in this process. Whatever transformation means to them, go for it. Um, believe that you can do it. Hold the intention and, and go out there and make it happen because you can. And with that intention and with your 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 energy and your will behind it, you can actually see and make change. So that's that that's what I'd ask for. Beautiful. Thank you so so much. And I look forward to being together with you in Dartmouth, Massachusetts the last weekend in October. I look forward to it, Joanna. Thanks so much for calling. Bye bye.